Welcome to Rust Belt Gothic, a podcast using the Call of Cthulhu D20 adaptation, for fun, mostly. We have a few house rules, including homebrew feats, which will be explained if or when they come up. You can find a complete list of our feats and house rules on our website, rustbeltgothic.com. The rationale behind brewing up some feats of our own is pretty simple. The rulebook's feats focused very heavily on combat, which doesn't really fit with the mythos it's based on. Many mythos enemies are simply undefeatable in combat, by conventional means. Vanquishing or escaping them requires an unorthodox approach. We also have our own Lovecraft country, a version of the Steel Belt, a place around the Great Lakes region of the United States between western New York and the lakeshore of Illinois. You can find a map of our region on our website as well. You might be wondering why this podcast is called Rust Belt Gothic if it's based in the Steel Belt. Well, keep listening and you'll find out. Welcome to McKinley. Is this your first time? Not much of a talker. Oh, right. You can't talk. That's fine. Don't mind me if I do. I used to live here. Factory town. Locals are friendly enough. Not bad. Not bad at all. You'll have to check out Java Street while you're here. Some of the best coffee this side of the Mississippi. It's between Elmhurst and Dover. Those are the two main boulevards in town. Dover has some nice big old houses from way, way back. Elmhurst has some great restaurants, at least two theaters. Let's see, what else is there? East side has some good Polish food. North side has Chinatown. There used to be a gay village downtown before, you know, the glass plague. If you'd like to get out of McKinley, we're right on the border with Canada. Could take a trip up to York or London. Or could stay in the good old US of A and head about 20 minutes north, take a gander at Niagara Falls. Say, have you heard of the Temple of Music? The locals don't like to talk about it, but it's an interesting place. It's here in McKinley that we find a private detective by the name of Aiden Lowe. Aiden's looking for some help around the office. He's a couple interviews lined up today. But before we get to that, we should learn a little bit about Aiden. So, Aiden, uh, what do you look like? I believe I'm 27 years old. Male, about 5'10", 160 pounds. Yeah, clean, just clean cut, no beard or anything. And... What are your strong suits? My strong suits are that I am strong and that I am intelligent. Those are, I got some, I got decent stats in those. Um, he's good at com- uh, computers, um, crafting, do it yourself weapons, um, good at disabling devices, gathering information, part of the, the cop. He's knowledgeable in the law, even if I'm not. And apparently wilderness lore. I don't remember taking that one. 
that was I think that was one of your personal interest ones where you, you had like one left and you're like I can't really justify any of these and I'm like well what if he likes camping <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect so yeah that's that's him in a uh, nutshell in a one sheet uh, description he loves camping he loves camping what do you think your weaknesses are uh, my wisdom I'm not wise. I go crazy easily. Has your character done that in the past? Gone crazy? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's had some some tense moments probably. You know, with the if the stress gets to him too much, but he always tries his best and snaps himself out of it if he can. Okay. Uh looking at your stats, is it fair to point out that uh, his physical he he's compensating for physical weakness with strength training and that it's fair to call him book smart instead of street smart uh yeah you could say that so he's not really a conventional detective yeah alright and you're a private detective what kind of cases do you usually get um, you know, missing persons. Uh, I mean, really, whatever people bring me, right? Um, uh, a missing lot of persons. So yeah. Do, pe- do do people come uh, to you with cold cases that the cops have sort of <coughs> given up on? Yeah, I think so. And how's how's business? Business is you know spotty. You know, sometimes you'll you know you'll have a couple cases going same time. Other times it'll be. You know, a couple couple weeks before somebody stops by, it's uh, it can be tough out there being your own your own person. And what does your office physically look like? Like, what part of town is it in? Like a rough part of town, or a decent neighborhood, or a business district? Uh, it's o- it's okay. It's it's not it's not the great. It's not the best. It's a real small place. You know, it doesn't doesn't look like much. Are there are there any kind of cases? that you would usually refuse refused i it would depend um on on like a case case by case basis yeah you know if if it's if it's sounded um like bullshit you know you know just listening to them and reading the situation if they if it seems like you know maybe they're not telling the truth you know maybe i wouldn't take those ones but if i needed the money you know so we were talking earlier about your private detective business and how you wouldn't mind taking on some part-timers to help with casework. So there's there's a knock at your door one day and it's time for your first interview. I hadn't planned for giving a job interview today. I feel like I'm going to do bad at it though. You better tell me what your favorite Pokemon is. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be canon that it's canon that while he's waiting in the hallway for his job interview or whatever, he's he's playing a gameplay with an imported copy of the Japanese Pokemon Red. What what year is it again? Nineteen ninety five. Okay, it actually doesn't come out for another year in Japan. Damn. All right. Okay. He puts his Game Boy back in his bag. He's playing Donkey Kong Land. Uh, he's tall, 6'3", 170 pounds, um, 
kind of like medium length, wavy black hair, blue eyes, five o'clock shadow. He totally forgot about this interview and rushed out the door at the last second. But he's here and he's looking decent because he, he always dresses pretty nice. Generally, probably above his means. He, always, he definitely dresses like he has more money than he actually does. Hi, um, hi nice to meet you, Mr. Uh, Carter, nice to meet you. Carter, uh, yes. I'll reach out and shake his hand. I shake his hand back. Um, I have a firmer grip. <laughs> okay. You can roll for strength, but uh, <laughs> Wait. Aiden's gonna win. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that, that anyway. Uh, I got 17 minus 2, so that's 15. I got 13 plus 2, which is 15. <laughs> you two are equally matched. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, this job interview is going going off to a great start already. All right, well, uh, let's let's get started with some some questions. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your work history? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is it okay if I sit down? Yeah, please. Uh, work history. Uh, yeah, yeah. I work for a taxi company. Last for for a decent stretch there, and before that, just uh. You know, food service mostly. Back when I was in high school, yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff. Okay. Um, what about any any personal history? Anything relative um, that you might say uh, to this this type of job? Anything you can think of in your life that would qualify you for a position like this? Um, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't think I have any job experience that suits me for this. Hmm. All right. You're you're being honest. Um. <clears throat> but I will give you this. That means you can just teach me the ways of this job, and I, you know, I start at a base zero. I'll I'll be an expert if you make me an expert. All right. Any, uh, do you have any physical or mental problems that might prevent you from doing this type of work? Loads of mental problems, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, do you no, elaborate? I, no, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I, I think I'm all, all here. I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm not, I guess I'm not the strongest guy. Uh, I got a negative two, and that's that. That's alright. Uh, any, do you have any criminal history? No. Def- definitely not. Um, do you have any special skills? Anything you're particularly good at? I'm glad you asked. And I'll take out a pack of cards from my pocket. And wait, do I want to do a card trick? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a magic trick, a, a little sleight of hand trick for um, Aiden. All right. You go ahead and roll twenty. Uh, fifteen total. All right, so you gave you gave him an enjoyable performance. It was um, like slightly above average. Um, okay, so like I do the whole "Is this your card?" and then you're like, "No, that's not my card." And then I reach behind your ear, and I find a coin, and I take that <laughs> coin and I go out into the hallway and I put the coin in the vending machine. And you bring in a and I choose... soda and you open it and you pull a. <laughs> wet card out from well let let him describe the 
to try. Okay. Uh, I was gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get a pack of Twix, and then I'll come back in the room and I'll, and I undo the candy bar wrapper, and inside, is, your card. You can, hold for applause. It'd be really and, funny if it wasn't. His I card, was thinking though. about making it not his card again. <laughs> like, being like, ah, oh, shit, hold on, I have He's to like, go That's get... really cool that you got that inside the wrapper, but that's not <laughs> I meant, I meant to get the Reese's, damn it, B9, not B8, shit. Uh, <laughs> that, that's impressive, so you got some sleight of hand skills. Any, uh, any other skills? Um, well, I guess I know my way around pretty well since I've been working this taxi job for a while now. Alright. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a local resident, born and raised. So I, I know the the city like the back of my hand. Good, good. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Anything else? No, no, no. Continue. I'm just enjoying right. my Twix. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> um, well, a little bit of, about the job. Obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a personal detective, so you would be helping me out. You know, whatever you know, random things I, I need done, whether it's you know following up on some kind of information we find or you know driving me around. Um, you know, I, I don't drive too much, but, <clears throat> uh, so being able to, to take me around places would be great. Um, the, uh, salaries, you know, around, you know, 425 minimum wage, you know, for now. Um, but that's, that's liable to go up depending on the, the work you do. I'll take the job and like, I lean in and I shake his hand again and I go, <laughs> by the way, my greatest weakness I care too much. Smarts, you walk through the door. What do you look like? My name is Patrick Cho. I'm 24 years old now, 6'1", 150 pounds with gray eyes and black hair. Uh, hi, Patrick. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Great, great. Uh, let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, if you want to have a seat here. <clears throat> so, uh, Patrick, can you tell me a little bit about your, your work history? Um, I haven't been really working outside of the school. I have multiple experience in medical labs, so this one will probably be my first job. Okay. Okay, but so you've been a medical student? I am. You are still currently. Okay. So this would be, okay, so you'd be dividing your time between this and that. Okay. Um, do you have any any personal history, anything, you know, um, that you might find relative to this type of this type of work? I'm not really sure, but I'm sure, I, I feel like my medical knowledge will help you with your investigations and things. Yeah, I could definitely see that being helpful. Um, Patrick, do you have any, any physical or mental problems that might, uh, that might prevent you from doing this type of work? I don't think so. Okay. Um, any, uh, any criminal history? No. No? None? Okay. Um, what about any special skills that you have? Um, any, anything that you can bring to the table? You know, we know about your medical history. Any, anything else? I can stab people without having them bleed to death. That's right, yeah. Wait, That's what? <laughs> where did he? Sorry, I'm still in the hallway, and I just overheard that, and I'm thinking, where did? Oh God, Should I... was I supposed to say something like that? 
Anyway. Um, so smarts, where do you... Or smarts, shit. Uh, Patrick, where do you want to see yourself in a couple of years? Say five years. Where do you see yourself? I want to be working in a hospital. Working in a hospital. Maybe, maybe the plastic surgery department. Okay. Okay. Um, well, if you get if you got this job, um, that you know you would be helping me out with some of my cases. Um, you know, obviously your medical experience would might come in handy. Um, you know, I, I take all sorts of cases from you know missing persons to um, you know you know whatever. You know, just you know basically assisting me with whatever I need around the office or outside of it. Um, the start pay would be, you know, uh, four twenty-five current minimum wage. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, were you about to say something? No, it's perfect. I love <laughs> it. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I will definitely give you a call um, if uh, if we decide to go forward with this. Uh, thank you so much for your time. So, uh, Aiden. Which which one of those uh, layabouts were you going to hire? Are you going to hire both of them? I'm not going to hire any... Either, I'm not going to hire either of them. Hmm. Then the work piles up. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll give them... I'll give them both... How about I give them both a chance? So, the week goes by. Carter and Smarts, you show up to work and do your clerical duties that you were hired for i don't really talk to my co-workers you guys uh you guys see the new you guys see the new seinfeld last night can you believe that george ate that that uh eclair out of the trash can oh man i know it's so gross it's so gross it doesn't matter if it was just on a plate on top of the garbage there's still bacteria and there's still germs oh my god george George is a mess. I love that Kramer, though. I'm just watching you guys talking. Smarts is just kind of watching you guys because he apparently does not know what Seinfeld is. I don't watch TV. I only read books. You see any? You see any new good movies, Smarts? We're already we're so close already that we came came up with this nickname for him and we call him by it already. That uh, Toy Story is all the rage. Uh, I don't like watching movies. You don't watch movies either. One day, a friend and client of Aiden's shows up. Uh, Aiden, you recognize him as Sam Rosenberg, a wealthy, older gentleman. He, uh, he, he paid for you to spy on his first wife. Uh, you caught her cheating. And he must have gotten over that because uh, he's in a good mood today. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Aiden, it uh, goes well. I might have another job for you if you're not too busy. You guys look pretty busy in here. Did you hire some new people? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, Patrick, and um, uh, this is the guy that I'm kind of forgetting names of. Uh, he waves to Patrick and to Carter. Wait, let me do that again. This is yeah. This is Patrick, and this is uh. It's is actually Carter. fine if it's actually fine if your character forgets his name. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just dumb and I forgot his name for a second. This is, this is Alex Carter and Patrick Cho. I I politely wave and nod my head in affirmation. 
I smile and wave my hand. Sam Rosenberg nods at both of you with a nice, big smile. Uh, he seems like a very nice guy. He, he does look friendly. So, Aiden, uh... Are you going to be free for pretty much this entire week? It's kind of an involved case. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have any big cases going on right now. I'd like you to check out my business partner's latest venture. Have you heard of the Temple of Music? I can't say that I have. It's, uh, it's an old concert hall built around the turn of the century. It's quaint uh, by today's standards. It's a domed building. Uh, must have been something back then, but I don't see any point in renovating it now. It's just not profitable. And beyond that, and he hands you today's newspaper, uh, the pre- press has gotten wind of the renovation, and it's rather embarrassing. The project kind of has to be completed now, otherwise it looks bad. Okay, so where do I come in? Uh, I just want you to check out the venue and uh, maybe a little bit into my business partner just to see what he's up to. This isn't his usual sort of buy, I just don't get it. Kind of wondering if it's getting senile in his old age. Alright, what's your business partner's name? Preston Funnell. Preston Funnell. Alright. Funnell. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'll uh, I'll look into him. You, uh, You know my usual rates. Once you do the job, we can talk about what the information's worth. Do I do I have to do I have him like sign something or like how does that work? You could do that, but I meant to imply that you've you've known this guy for long enough where you kind of trust each other. All right, Sam. <clears throat> uh, well, I'll uh, I'll get right on it. He smiles, turns, and leaves. After he leaves, I walk over to Aiden and I go and I say, "Hey, uh, you you sure you trust that guy?" Yeah, I've known him for a while. I've done some work for him in the past. Um, you know, money's money. I'm sure it'll be a, be an easy enough job. Hey, man, that, that sounds good to me. Great. Um, let's, uh, what, what about, about what time is it, Corey? We're about noon 30. About noon 30. Did we already have lunch? I'll say that you guys already had lunch, but don't forget that he gave you a copy of today's paper. Oh, let me let me take a look at today's paper. Anything interesting? Well, the press seems to be speculating that the Temple of Music is being reopened for philanthropic reasons, for, like, supporting the arts. Uh, it mentions it'll reopen at the end of the week, and also mentions that an accident took place there during the renovation. The young, a young woman has been hospitalized. Oh no. What does it say the young woman's name? It does not. Does it say what hospital she's at? Nope. It's a very short, short article in the lower right-hand corner of the paper that he has circled with a highlighter. It's not really huge news. Alright, we'll uh, keep that information in our back pocket. May want to talk to this person. We should probably go to the accident scene. Yeah, definitely. We should get going. If you guys are all, if you guys are good, we should uh, should head out, get a start on this. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> and I fold up the paper and I just like put it in my bag. Before you guys go, you might want to think of an excuse for visiting this place. Oh, I mean, we can't just say unless we're hired. Un- unless you just want to be totally truthful. But you're 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 hired by uh, the business partner of the guy who owns it, so might sound a little weird. So we're just going to the musical. Yeah. 
uh, let's say we're scouting out the venue for a, a show we want to put on there. Or we could say that we are inspectors. Is anybody good at forging anything? I'm glad you asked. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I think I had that on my last character sheet. And I, I think you did. Someone had forgery. I kind of thought I did for a second. Um, no, why don't we just say we're scouting at the venue for a show, and then they can give us, like, a tour or something, maybe. And then, like, one of us can sneak away. I don't know. You're, you're, the, you're the boss man, Aiden. How are we playing this? Maybe I can disguise you as inspectors. How about that, Yeah, boss? I think... I think it's a good plan. Oh, I have disguise also. It's just red. Right, let's let's try and look like some some building inspectors or something, and we'll we'll head over there. All right. Follow your lead, boss man. You're you're driving, right? Yeah, of course. I believe Smarts has a lower disguise score than you do, Carter. So you might want to roll for disguise. You'd have to roll um, once for for the entire party. Okay, I actually do only have a plus four in it. He has a plus zero, because he has two oh. ranks, but minus two in uh, skill. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, I got uh, 15 plus four, so 19 total. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you guys make pretty convincing safety inspectors. It looks like you work for the city. Uh, kind of bland outfits, little... Uh, name tags, that sort of thing. I'm gonna be wearing sunglasses and chewing gum, and I, I'm gonna seem like I'm taking this more seriously than I should. So you're gonna look like Dale Gribble? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's actually exactly like Dale Gribble. I'm wearing a, a baseball cap. That's rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna look like myself because I think I already kind of fit this this job. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear the baseball cap, but I'm gonna be holding a clipboard. But yes, so. clipboards are good. I'm gonna wear a hard hat with orange color and the pretty basic safety inspector's uniform. Sounds good. So, you... You know where the Temple of Music is located. Uh, it's located between Elmhurst Street and Chesapeake Avenue on Fordham Drive, just past the city's main art district. It's uh, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the street's a bit dirty, dirtier than most streets. There's a warehouse complex nearby, some homes, and a car on cinder blocks with a red tag under the windshield wiper. Uh, Aiden, what are your knowledge skill, like, subsets? Like, do you have, like, police procedure or something as one of them? It's, it's law. My knowledge base is law. Oh, uh, you can, you can roll, uh, d20 on that if you want to. Corey, can we learn more skills in the future? Like, can we train and stuff? Yeah, when you level up. Okay, so if I wanted, like, knowledge, uh, pop culture. Yeah, you can put... Uh, ranks into that once you level up and get more ranks. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 17 plus 6. Alright. So, 23. So, Aiden knows right off the bat that that red tag under the windshield wiper means it's, uh, it's a police marker that vehicle will be towed. Alright, so the, the temple rises from the urban decay. Uh, a phoenix that never truly died just went dormant. 
Its dome rises about 180 feet, colored in yellows with gold and red trim. And the, the panels of the dome are ornate stained glass. The, the light of the sun illuminates the dome, giving one the impression that it is full of life and positivity. Four sculptures guard the two entryways. Two sculptures represent dance. The other two carry harps. One of the harps, sorry, one of the harp-carrying sculptures has been vandalized, missing her head. Other than that, they have some visible acidic scarring, probably from polluted rain. Uh, they're not in very presentable condition. Uh, yeah, check out these these cool sculptures, Aiden. Are they missing their heads? One of them is missing its head. Yeah. Oh, ominous. Yeah, that doesn't bode well. How many statues were there? Four. Okay, so at least there's not four of us, so we know that at least we're all going to keep our heads if we were superstitious. Okay, I still think that's not great. Like... Uh, um, I don't like this. <clears throat> didn't, didn't. Never mind. Never mind. Guys, let's just walk in. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah, that's what an inspector would do. We just we have to walk in and pretend like we own the place. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You taking the lead, Aiden? Yeah, I'll walk up first. Okay, I'm just gonna look really serious behind him. Like I'm not here to fuck around. I just need to get this inspection done so I can go home and watch tonight's episode of another 90 show i only know seinfeld so the door is unlocked and you guys walk in uh inside the temple's lobby exudes its former glory maroon carpets with gold crisscrossing pattern uh bronze antique electric lights posters advertising old black and white movies uh there's a ticket and will call booth directly in front of you flanked by doors leading further in that are marked with signs that say quiet please uh bathrooms down at one end of the hall and a spiral metal staircase leading up at the other end of the hall woman approaches you uh she's middle-aged uh wearing a red women's suit the, the old kind that have uh shoulder pads and she says, hi, I'm Sarah Landry. Hi, Miss Landry. Uh, we're just a couple of inspectors here. We're supposed to come and take a look at this place, make sure everything's looking good. That would make sense. We were expecting someone from the city to come out, but was it really necessary to send three inspectors? Well, it'll just say, you know, this is a, this is a big place. This will just save us some time if we got three of us here. That's going to be a bluff check on your part. Bluff. Not diplomacy. Nope, because it's a lie. Uh, okay. Twelve plus one, thirteen. Okay, I rolled a nine plus two, so I got an eleven. All right, she sort of nods. She seems to believe you, though she still doesn't really get it. Well, there's. Uh, there's a map mounted on the wall over there. It's a fire escape map. I'm sure you want to take a look at that. Uh, that sh should guide you around this place adequately. It's not really as big as it looks from the outside. It's mostly a concert hall. How long have you been working here? Well, the, the building was just acquired 
a few months ago. Uh, before then, I was restoring the Natural History Museum. So you can say that I've been, I've been in this type of job for pretty much my entire life, but I've been here for the last few months. Oh. Ah, okay. Uh, have you ever have you worked with uh, Preston Funnel at all? Uh, no, this will be my first job with him. Uh, he seems he seems like a nice nice man, a bit eccentric, but when you get to be that wealthy, I guess it, that sort of comes with the territory. It's par par for the course. Oh, I kind of thought she would correct me with how I said it, but that's fine. Oh, it's Fennel. Oh, and my 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 apologies, Fennel, Preston Fennel. Um, you know, when we were, I was looking at the paper today, and we saw that there was some kind of uh, incident here. What happened with that? Well, the the temple um, buildings this old. Strange things tend to happen here every so often, but uh, that in particular was not really a strange thing. A young woman who works for us. Um, wasn't taking the proper safety precautions and she fell off of a ladder when she was trying to restore a piece of the ceiling. Hit her head, she has a minor concussion, uh, and she she broke both of her legs. She fell quite far. Oh no. Oh no, what? Oh wow. It sounds like we're gonna have to check out that room with the falling ceiling and the... Do you happen to remember her name? Well, yes, it was Mary Gordon. I'm noting that down. Uh... The ceiling didn't fall. She she just fell. So she was repairing the ceiling. Yes. Were you there at the scene? I was not. She was alone in the room. Oh, can you take us to the scene? Well, it's right through those doors. I actually have some paperwork that I have to take care of, so I won't be able to show you around. But it's, I assure you that this is a very safe building. It's just it was a, it was one of those things that happened. Okay, thank you so much for your time. We're gonna take a take a look around. Sure. And then I look at her for like a second too long, like really serious. She like, kind of grimaces at you a little bit and then turns and looks away. And then say thank you. Okay. And then like I adjust my sunglasses and I follow Aiden into the room. <laughs> Let's go check out the accident scene. Let's go. You guys enter the auditorium, which is where. Uh, Sarah said the accident took place. Uh, the temple's splendor is on display here. The auditorium is ap- appealingly spacious, able to seat around 700 people uh, in its original bronze-framed red satin cushioned seats. Uh, the maroon carpet, much like these statues outside, exude music. Uh, the, the pattern is that of intertwined dancer and musician figures, partially nude. Sunlight streams in from above, granting an otherworldly, opaque yet oddly satisfying light. The way the light comes in, it almost creates a fog, but it makes you feel at home. Uh, it's like going back in time, almost. Hmm. I know Jaden, and I'm like, man, check out the lighting in this room, it's... Um, it's beautiful. She was home. It's, um, but anyways, makes you think. There's a great amount of scaffolding around the walls, though most of the work seems to be done. The ceiling has all sorts of scenes from what looks to be mythology or biblical stories. 
It's like a darker, stranger, smaller, less grand, but still impressive stained glass version of the Sistine Chapel. The stage has completely been refinished. It's made of fine wood, and there's a large rolled up projection screen hanging up in the back of the building. It's a newer, uh, uh, it's a newer addition. It obviously wasn't there when the building was made. And off to the side of the stage is a wooden door flanked by clouded windows, the type of glass that seems to simulate rain and, uh, and obstructs view at the same time. Well, it must have cost, cost a pretty penny. Um, could I do a search check to find anything of note? Sure. Nice. Uh, I rolled a 19 plus six, 25. You find that one of the scaffolding beams is broken. Uh, it looks like something heavy came down on it. It's probably where Mary Gordon hit her head. Besides that, it seems like a pretty normal auditorium. There aren't any clues around. There is, however, uh, someone in a gray workman's jumpsuit messing with the lock on that that door um, with the windows that I talked about. God, how these ceilings must be super high. He must be broke both their legs. Great, three hundred feet, I'd say. You, you're pretty sure you found the beam where she slammed her head into. Ouch. And there's somebody messing with the door off to the side of the stage like right now there's a person messing with it uh walk walk up to that person uh, hey how's it how's it going yeah so he jumps up he looks sort of nervous to have been caught messing with the door what uh you look a little nervous what's what's wrong what what's going on he adjusts his glasses and says i just i just want to see what's in there please don't tell sarah she'll be so pissed she will can my ass what's your name my name's tom tom don't worry we're not gonna tell sarah but i I am curious what you're you're trying to find just want to know what's in there uh been been working here for for weeks and yeah there's got to be some cool stuff in there this place is old as heck have you never seen anybody go in there Nope. And Sarah says that we don't have the key for it. I don't know what's up with that. Really? I kind of figure they'd have us move all the old stuff out of there and tear it down so it doesn't interfere with the stage, but no one listens to me. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'll admit, you've piqued my curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you heard, heard of that girl fell down from the ceiling? Uh, yeah, Mary... She wasn't super easy to work with. She's a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, she liked to work alone on her own at first. Then she got sort of jittery. Were you there when it happened? Nope. Um, I was supposed to be. She asked me to stay in the room with her, but I had to go and get a tool that I forgot. And that's when she took her little tumble. Do you remember if anyone else was there when she fell? Uh, she was screaming pretty hysterically when I came back. I couldn't understand anything she was saying. Then they carted her up and took her to the hospital. Do you remember which hospital they sent her to? 
Green Cross Medical Center. Uh, but I can I sense his motive to make sure he's telling the truth. Yes. Fourteen plus two, sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, you get the impression from this guy that he's he's honest, but he might be a little too forthcoming with this information. He's kind of giving you a lot at once, and you kind of wonder right. why. And you're you're automatically suspicious of him because you caught him trying to. It's hard to say that he was trying to break it, but he was trying to unlock it, and it might be that Sarah doesn't want anybody in there. Hmm. First, you you asked him about the hospital. She's at Green Cross, uh, but she's being moved to a private psychiatric care facility. Uh, she was she wasn't well when I went to see her. What's your job here? Um, mainly in charge of making sure the electric gets up and running by the time opening night comes around all right well look i'm kind of interested how how are you uh how were you doing on this door before we uh startled you were you going to be able to get it open uh no and if i'm being totally honest and if, if you tell sarah this i'm gonna deny the whole thing um i've been trying to get that open since i started working here months ago i don't know jack or shit about picking locks hmm out of character, does anyone have open lock? Uh, Patrick Smarts has open lock. Oh, uh, it's one of his hobbies. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't do it right now. You you would wait? Yeah, I got it. I don't want to pick the lock. No safety inspector should be picking the lock. It's probably a good yeah. idea. We don't want to blow our cover, but we gotta get this guy out of here. Yeah, Aiden, let's uh, ditch this Tom guy. Let's get him out of here. I want to, let's check out what's in this room, but this guy, this guy needs to be gone. Look, Tom, we won't, uh, we won't tell Sarah about this, but maybe you should, uh, get back to work for a little bit, huh? How about that? Yeah, well, uh, kind of on my brick, that's why I'm up here doing this stuff. Oh, hey, Sarah? Sa- Sarah, just had a question. Sarah, uh, is nowhere to be found. Uh, sorry, excuse me. And I, I start to walk away. <laughs> I'll, sorry, I'll go find Sarah real quick, guys. I'll be right Does back. Does he know that Sarah's not around? He <laughs> might think she's coming now. Did he pass his innuendo check? That would be a, a bluff versus my sense motive check if you want to try and bluff. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm bluffing him? Yeah, you're, you're, um, you're bluffing to call Sarah, and I'm um, rolling oh, against man. your oh, bluff. Yeah. I'm such a good liar. Uh, I got an 18 plus 6, so 24. Oh my god, I rolled a 2. <laughs> Tom jumps back and he's like, hey, come on, man. Level. Alright, man, we gotta do, we gotta keep doing our jobs. You should probably keep doing yours. Who the fuck are you guys anyway? And I, We're and I real dramatically, <laughs> I real dramatically take off my sunglasses and I'm like, City, city inspectors. I look at Aiden. Yeah, we're city <laughs> inspectors. <laughs> I, I nod, yes. Alright, so <laughs> I guess you kind of have to do your thing. I'm going to I'm gonna go in the basement and work on the electric, right? Just Sounds uh, good, perfect. Don't, don't... We might see you down there soon. C- can you maybe not tell Sarah, please? It's just the All pain. Right, it's just the, I'm not worried about getting fired. It's just the pain in the ass to deal with her. 
Yeah, you seem like a good cat. We'll, we'll keep it on DL. Thanks, man. Then he leaves. He's a real weird, weird kid. So sorry, where exactly were we in this again? You have a door to the basement, and you have the locked door that leads to the library annex-type building. We could have uh, Smarts open the door. Yeah, Smarts, didn't you say you were good at uh, at picking locks? I really think I should have picked open locks also as one of my skills. Oh well. We all should have picked a lot of things. I'm gonna open the lock, okay, guys? I believe in you, Smarts. I'll keep a lookout, and then I'll, like, walk away a couple of feet. And I'll just kind of look around the room and act real casual. Ooh, 18 plus 6. Good job, Smarts. I know you could do it. So, Smarts on his first try gets through the lock, even though it's a very old lock with mechanisms that he's not really uh, used to picking. Not a standard lock. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that he pulled that off. I mean, that would have been a good thing to mention in the interview, but I, I'm glad you're here. I knew you could do it, Smarts. All right, let's 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 get in here before anybody uh, notices what we're up to. Let's see what's going on in this locked room. I didn't mention in my interview, but I got a lot of skill points in concentration. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I didn't mention in my interview, but I've killed a man before. No, I <laughs> Let's go into the library. Uh, as soon as you guys open the door, a bell jingles. Oh, oh my god, are you kidding me? We didn't check for traps. You hear from the lobby, Sarah go, What? Uh, <laughs> shit. Where, um, what, were we, what were we supposed to be doing right now? In- inspecting. Okay, why can't we inspect that room? That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe we should maybe we should go maybe we should just go in. Maybe there's somewhere to hide in there. Go in, lock the door behind us. Yeah, fuck it. Alright, let's do that. We rush in and we lock the door behind us. Okay. Sarah's not gonna have enough time to come in and see you guys do that. So you don't have to like roll move silently. Just I lock it. So you guys are now inside the little library annex. You kind of hear Sarah walking around outside. Okay, hopefully we're good because she they said that they could not find the key for in here. Yeah. And she just walks back into the lobby. You hear the, the door open and shut. Nice. We did it, guys. Let's pack up and go home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all do a really loud high five. And go, yeah! <laughs> okay, so where do we... What do we see... Uh, in here. What's going on? Uh, it's surprisingly homey. Uh, it's a small room full of display cases and bookshelves, plus a table. Uh, some artifacts from the time when the temple was built, uh, sort of scattered around the room. There's a phonograph, uh, display cases, a portrait of some old dude who looks fairly important. Carter and Aiden, roll an intelligence check. Just straight intelligence? Yep. Natural 20. Damn, 19 total. Okay, so you both recognize the portrait hanging up on the wall uh, almost instantly. 
That's William McKinley, the dude who, um... The president? Yeah. Sorry. Was he who, um, still assassinated in this world? Yes, that's why the oh, ta- okay. that's why the city was renamed after him in uh, his honor. Right, right, as it should have been. Uh, McKinley. I... Guys, who is that? You don't know McKinley? <laughs> the, the president oh, yeah, who Smarts got... does not know who that dude is, because he's not from here. He is a president who got assassinated here, and then we renamed the city after him. Didn't you hear that disembodied oh. voice just say that? <laughs> uh, there's two other things of note in the room. There's uh, what looks to be a prototype x-ray machine and a film projector uh, facing a bare wall it could cool. project upon. Smart, do you want to go check out that projector while I look at some of these books and stuff around okay, here? Okay, I can play around. It feels weird to be in this room. It feels like stepping back in time into like a time capsule, just all of this past stuff concentrated in one place. I can't believe they would lose the key to this room. It's probably, that's probably worth a lot of money. Probably. This would be a good place to do some research on the building. Yeah, can I do uh, Can I do a uh, search? Uh, eight. Sorry, two plus six. Eight. You find a bunch of uh, basic-looking binders and books about the temple, uh, about its past... Nothing too interesting. Hmm. Um, nothing too interesting over here. Uh, could I roll a knowledge occult and see if there's anything occultish in this room? Okay. Uh, 12. Of the stuff that Aiden Shit. pulled down from the shelves, you don't notice anything occultish. It's all history-based in relative fact. But looking at the shelves, you do notice that a few of the books are about astronomy, uh, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. You sort of wonder, was this place ever meant to be some sort of observatory or research center? That wouldn't make any sense, because it's a music hall. Yeah. But, Smarts, is there anything you want to do in the room? Yeah, I want... Um, I feel like the... The, there's so many odd spots in this room because why is there why is there x-ray in in the room i don't get it it doesn't fit the room you want to use your medical knowledge skill go ahead and... 13 plus 7 all right so smarts uh rolled a non-natural 20 and looking at the x-ray machine uh you notice that it's very very primitive uh by prototype it, it must have been one of the first made on this side of the world uh, you don't really get anything out of it except that you think that it's a working prototype and you sort of wonder if you could still use it now but you would worry about uh, the da- the yeah the dangers in, in <clears throat> inherent in doing so yeah, it's probably worth a lot of money hmm, could explode got I don't it know why it would be here but uh, sorting through the notes, You've got some information on the building's origin and the building's past. The temple's only uh, music show. It only had one music show? They had one. That's what these notes say, and something terrible happened during it. Uh, The temple's only show. Uh, The temple was designed and built for the Pan American Expo, uh, which, like, 
showcased uh, American culture and stuff around the turn of the century. President McKinley attended a concert here before being shot by an anarchist named Leon Cholgosh. And there's some information on Cholgosh and some information about the assassination and everything. Why is all that here? Uh, Cholgosh was originally from Arsenal in Michigan. He was a first-generation American. His parents are from Poland. He became involved in anarchism, believing the wealthy were exploiting the poor in criminal ways. Uh, he saw William McKinley as the head of the snake. He relocated from Arsenal to the town of West Mason, about 20 minutes southwest of your present location. And on September 6, 1901, Cholgosh uh, went to the exposition, concealing a 32 caliber revolver he had purchased earlier in the week at a hardware store for $4.50. Uh, Cholgosh approached McKinley, who had been standing in a receiving line greeting the public inside the Temple of Music, and at 407, as McKinley extended his hand to shake, Cholgosh shot him twice, point-blank range. One bullet ricocheted harmlessly off of a coat button, so I don't know what that coat button was made of, but it's pretty intense. And the other entered the target's abdomen. Members of the crowd immediately attacked Cholgosh as the wounded McKinley uh, asked them to not be so rough uh go easy on him boys were his exact words just kind of badass but he died a few days later died of gangrene yeah it's an infection uh doctors tried to operate on him and ended up doing more harm which was very common terrible it's clear that whoever built this add on to the, to the building wanted to preserve this part of history for some reason but uh just a little the last bit of information on that uh cholgosh was sentenced to death by electrocution and a few months after the president had died the sentence was carried out and uh in this in this part of the notes uh there are pictures of cholgosh attached uh, he just looks like a regular dude a little bit smug for some reason look at the smug bastard Aiden. his body was disfigured with sulfuric acid after he died and uh urban legend says that among his possessions was a strange coin an american quarter from the future the year on the quarter was 2218 and the profile was not that of george washington but of someone who no one recognizes Sorry, what? what is this that's he had a future coin that's an that's an urban legend uh the coin is not amongst the notes and it's not in any of the display cases uh you knew i was gonna ask if it was in any of the display cases i want to i want to see that coin do you think it's here well it's an urban legend so i mean there's some weird stuff in here but i don't know about that how cool would it be if that coin existed oh yeah all that all that other stuff about mckinley was was interesting too but man that coin so that's that's the note on the uh, the temple's only show. You all rolled for research. Correct. Carter, you have the information on the building's origins. And uh, it's pretty dry stuff. 
uh, just says that the original builder and owner was a man named uh, James August Essen, uh, a wealthy, semi-renowned architect uh, who developed most of this neighborhood. And he, he passed away in 1939. Uh, his trust own, owned the building until they sold it to Preston Fennell, uh, who, if you'll remember, is the dude you're um, sort of investigating right now. Oh, yeah. Only other interesting information that you managed to get, Carter, was that uh, James August Essen apparently adopted many children from the local orphanage. One of the children listed is Preston Fennell. Oh, shit. He was an orphan? Yes. And he was taken care of by, what, this guy, maybe? By the, by the dude who designed this building. But... Uh, smarts while you were sorting through the notes you came across uh, something called the bell house uh, according to urban legend the basement of the temple contains a hidden sub basement area that served as a speakeasy during prohibition urban legend says that uh, the temple basement became home to a satanic cult at some point but police records show that it was actually just a drug den just a place for people to go and do heroin and stuff. Hell yeah. Um, roll, roll one more uh, research check for me. This is a separate thing. <clears throat> 7 plus 7, 14. Okay, you don't find anything else of note. Oh. Um, I'll walk over to the phone projector and flip it on. Hey, do you want to get the lights? But it has a little tag on it. What's the tag say? It says execution of Cholgosh with panorama of Auburn prison. Oh no. Oh jeez. I don't know. If, <laughs> Interesting. I, I want to see how he died. What? what? What was that, Smarts? You want to see how he died? Do we really? Do you really? We read how he died. It. It. Beca- it becomes very clear that this is not a snuff film. It is a silent film. It starts with a panorama of a prison. Um, it's just a calm, basic sight. Uh, it almost puts you at ease. Then it cuts to images of cells. And then another cut leads to someone leaning on the bars of a prison cell looking fairly morose. Everybody roll spot checks for me. Uh, 17 total. Uh, 8 total. Smarts and Aiden. Uh, the person on screen just looks to be an actor, uh, pretending to be Leon Cholgosh, the dude who shot McKinley. Uh, it doesn't, it, it just, it, it's a decent likeness, but you can tell that it's just an actor. Carter? To you, that person looks exactly like Cholgosh. It doesn't look like an actor. It looks like they actually filmed him. Not not just in his physical features, but the emotions expressed on his face. Oh, man. That looks like a man who's about to be executed. Oh, no. So it's either the best makeup uh, the turn of the century had to offer uh, and the best silent film actor you've ever seen or that's actually Leon Cholgosh 
I just sigh. Uh, the film cuts again, and the electric chair is shown off uh, in front of a line of guards. And then a prisoner is walked in, sat down in it, and electrocuted. His body seizes, and you hear the noises of electrical current surging. You know, this is a silent film. Wait, what? What? What is that sound? Uh... Is it the same person from the previous scene? The person who was marched in? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the person who was shown in the cell. Uh, the one who, to you and Smarts, just looked like an actor pretending to be Leon Chol- Cholgosh. That's the dude who got walked in and sat down in the chair. But to Carter, that looks like that's really him. Is it really him, or did they just roll bad? You, bo- you both got different results, so I can't tell you guys that. I think it's okay. I think it's really him. Oh man! So we just watched him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly an actor, though, right? <laughs> you guys smell something burning. Uh, I look around. It's a smell. It's not a smell like a burning fire. I don't know. Aiden. Uh. You, you you were a cop before you became a private detective, right? Yes. Did you ever deal with any sort of accidents or suicides involving electricity? Um, maybe one time. My guess is one time would be enough, because those tend to be pretty graphic, but you, you recognize that smell as being that sort of burn. Burning people. I know, it's burning protein. Um, guys, yes, you smell that? Just, just described it as burning protein. It's like burning your nail or hair. It's the same smell. It is actually what would burn. Okay, so as long as I'm not the only one that smells it. So I smell a person burning. I'm still just like looking at the the screen where it was projecting. Like, I didn't really enjoy I was like not into watching that. And I'm just like whispering to myself, try not to think about it as a person dying, but a ghost being born. The screen has faded to black, but the image comes back and it's a new scene what it shows it shows the prisoner's body in a metal casket and his scalp is burned horribly why would they film this part why'd they film any of this a pair of men uh, walk up to the foot of the casket carrying a vat of something and they pour it and steam rises from the casket and the body starts dissolving and as it does an arm lurches out and grabs one of the men you can almost hear it sizzling you hear distant screaming as the men force the arm back into the casket and they slam a lid over it uh, what, is what the fuck it me- means that the prisoner was alive still oh. when they started to dissolve his body in acid that oh, no. is horrible. Can I look around for the burning smell now? That would be a search. Uh, it would be a 9 plus 6. 15. You don't bother looking around this room. Uh, you go outside. You go back into the auditorium. And you sort of sniff the air. Take a deep breath. But the fact is, the smell isn't out here. And as you go back into the library during your search... You realize the smell is going away, 
but it's still lingering around the projector itself. Um, can I investigate the the projector more closely? Uh, sure. If you want to just look at it, it would be a search, but if you wanted to take it apart, it'd be a repair check. I'm not trained in repair. Uh, I am. Take it apart. Uh, okay, but I'm going to do a bad job at it. I got a nine, so total. Yeah, I rolled a three. Uh, because it's so old and Carter is mostly used to repairing stuff like car engines, uh, he does a fair bit of damage to Oops. the projector. Uh, it, it, it would be difficult to reass- reassemble it. I uh, I just hand a, a stray piece that I, I'm not sure where it went to smarts. I just put it in his hand and I keep presumably breaking stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> you just broke it's, it. It's fine. That part wasn't important anyway. As you lay the parts out on the table, uh, it's just a regular old film projector. There's nothing really weird about it, despite the fact that it caused really bad odor. Well, that was a waste of time. Guys, um, did you shower? It's not coming from us, Mark. This is why his Christmas so <laughs> He says these inappropriate things. We didn't search the display case though right let me go take a look at that real quick before we take off uh it's just a bunch of mundane things from uh the pan am exposition a lot of instruments and photographs one of the cases is empty though can we tell what was there or how long it's not been how long Uh, it's been empty won't be able to tell how long it's been empty but the tag on it says that it at at one point contained the revolver used to shoot President McKinley. Hmm. When I mean, Corey, it doesn't look how does it look like anyone's been in here even remotely recently besides us? No. Yeah, so it's probably been missing a long time. Yeah, it must be. Um, Corey, can I do one of your idea checks and see if I can think of anything else that might be sure. worth doing in here? I, I rolled a two, so... As you stare at the portrait of William McKinley with your hand on your chin, thinking, thinking about detective stuff, thinking about... Thinking about detective maybe stuff. <laughs> questions that you should have grilled Sarah on or Thomas on, you can't help but think of... In the very back of your head, it just gets louder and louder. Conage, conage, Go, ninja, go, ninja, go, go, go. <laughs> and you look at President McKinley and you're like, that dude looks like a ninja turtle. Wow. And that's your result <laughs> for two. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much it for this room, it would seem. But as you guys are having this conversation, you're walking out of the library, uh, you notice something on the floor in the auditorium. Well, actually, I messed up. This should be a spot check. <laughs> Four. 7-11. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I got a natural one. I don't spot shut. Uh, spot, spot, spot. I got 13. You guys do hear a scream, and you don't have to roll for a listen check because it is ear piercing. It sounds like a woman screaming from the lobby area. Does it sound like Sarah? It sounds actually more high pitched and feminine. Shit. Than well, Sarah. this is a good opportunity to get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Let's go see what's happening. So you guys uh, barrel into the lobby, 
and you hear uh, you hear that it's coming from the bathrooms. Um, you guys enter the bathrooms, and you see Thomas huddled in the corner. Uh, it was him making those womanly screams. Oh. <laughs> what the hell, Tom? What happened? You okay, Tom? Thomas, what's going on? God damn it, that guy was here again. What guy? Which guy? Man, I quit. I'm done. Wait, and he Thomas. gets up and tries to move I, past you. I stop him. Wait, Tom, talk to me. Who? What guy? We didn't see anyone. I just want to get out of here, man. Did we see anyone coming from this way as we ran the hair? You did not. You did not. And you would have had to have. Tom, Thomas, we didn't see anyone come out of here. Well, who? I, I know, and that's part of it. That's part of why I can't work here anymore. Can I do a diplomacy to try and get him to spill the beans? Yes. That's not going to be it. Uh, four plus three, seven. Uh, Thomas, Thomas, come on, man. Tell me something. Hey, man, listen, I, I, I just, I just want to get out of here. What, what was, what was the girl's name that got hurt here? Mary, Mary Gordon. Gordon. Thomas, this could be important to Mary. Maybe this guy you saw has something to do with why she fell. If you're so scared. Tell us who this person is. I don't know who he is. I don't even know if it is a he. I can't tell. What'd he do? What'd he, what'd it look like? Like a burn victim, okay? Oh, no. Ouch. Not like fire burns. His skin's all all puffy and crusty, and I just want to get out of here. And as as he's saying this, you you guys sort of look down and notice that he's wet his oh, pants. Thomas. Oh, I don't say that out loud, but I think it. Thomas. But I'm not gonna call, I'm not gonna blow a spot up. It's okay, Thomas. Come on, let's let's have a group hug. Actually, no, I don't want to hug Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He he looks pretty annoyed by what what you just said. Do you know where he where did he go? That no, I don't know where he. How went. many times have you seen this guy? I don't want to talk. You about don't want to talk about it, Thomas. Why not? Because I just want to get out of here. Could you guys get out of my way? Yep. No, if you don't tell no. us right now, we will have to take you to the office. <laughs> no, smart, smarts, smarts, get out. Because it, it, it's part wait, of our job. Smarts, Thomas, we're, go, we're go not, ahead. We're not taking it anyways. Yeah, we're not, yeah. We're not yeah. cops or anything. We're, it we're sounds inspectors. like Smarts tried to intimidate him. Uh, <laughs> I thought Smarts was blowing up our spot. Smarts, you should roll a d20 for intimidate. Oh my so. god. No, he got 20. a 10. I thought he got a 1. And um, minus 2 <laughs> is an 8. So uh, your threat, he just sort of looks at you and then looks away. He's not afraid of you. Oh. Wait, let, let's just let him go. I don't... Although... Uh, I really wonder if Mary saw Carter. this guy and, that's, and she was startled and that's what made her fall. Sorry, what? Do you have, do you have diplomacy? I have so much diplomacy you have no idea you should probably roll for a check because it seems like you were trying to um, keep him here i was trying to down. uh i got 13 plus 6 so 19 um as thomas pushes past you guys towards the door uh over his shoulder he does say if you guys really want to know about this place talk to nathan yaddick 
Nathan Yaddick? He's the old caretaker. He knows more about this place than me or Sarah, but I'm leaving. Do you know where he is? I have no idea where he is. You know that that's you know that helps. Go on, get out of here, Thomas. And Thomas leaves, walks right right out of your life. I turned out here. I'm like, what a miserable, sad sack of shit. Oh wait, is oh he's still in the room. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go see it. Bye, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas gives you the finger and then leaves. Uh, he's a good kid. He's going places. Uh, I assume that Hayden, mean the the private eye, he has wrote down that name because that's like that's a new lead. Nathan Addict. Nailed it. So the only the only area of the building you guys have not examined is the oh, basement. Basement. We gotta go to the basement, guys. Yeah, we gotta. The stairs to the basement are located behind the stage, and uh, the basement itself is a large open space long ago fallen to moldy disrepair cold cracked stone floors uh in need of substantial work uh newly moved in boxes of props and stuff for opening night uh there's a mirror leaning up against the wall and a newly installed circuit breaker and an emergency exit uh which must lead out to the street one last thing of note, there are two unlit hallways leading further under the building. Uh, from one of them glows a, st- a soft orange light, uh, as if from a fireplace. Strange. It's like looking around at the disrepair and I'm just like shaking my head. This, is, this will not do. We're going to have to deduct some points and I make some more check marks on my clipboard. It's getting really into character. I'm, I'm, you're, you're, I'm you're, two characters in at this your point. <laughs> character is in character. I'm getting in too deep, yeah. guys. If this inspector has to play a role at some point, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Why is there a fire going on down here? Um, I want to go investigate. All right. So that hallway leads to a long stone rectangular room. Uh, with a furnace at one end, which is where the, f- the fire light is coming from. Uh, the furnace looks ancient, huge, uh, with, a, with a large stone grate on the front of it. Uh, you can see into it as it does its work. Uh, it was definitely restored from when the temple was built. In the back of your head, you wonder about how safe it really is. This is definitely a safety hazard. What was that, Sparks? I couldn't quite hear you. I think it's a safety hazard. I'll make sure that's noted in the report. Can we roll search? Let's look around. Sure. Uh, I got a 16 on my search. I got a 20 total. Uh, You guys don't really find anything too interesting. But as you guys are searching, the fire in the furnace goes out. Does it get dark? Is it dark down here without the fire? I have a flashlight. Mm. I thought you had a flashlight. No. I'm pretty sure that Aiden has a small flashlight in his forensics kit, if he still has the forensics kit. I do. Alright, I pop out a flashlight and I turn it on. You notice uh, somebody standing at the far end of the hallway you just came from now. Wait, someone's down here? Hey, who's over there? The figure doesn't respond. It just sort of cocks its head to the side. The only way out is 
back the way you came, and that's where the person is standing. Hey, man. How are you doing? I walk towards him. I'm supposing that you have the flashlight aimed at his chest because you don't want to you don't just want to shine it in someone's face and Maybe he does. blind them uh no I, i'll try it in his face hey who who's there speak up i flash flash it in his face uh as you do so he turns around oh, he, he wasn't was facing, facing us. you and he turns around to not face you and sort of huddles oh. down come on man what uh okay i keep walking he's just standing there and his breathing is really slow and rhythmic, uh, really deep. How close? How close am I to him now? A little bit now? closer to him. I'd say you're about six feet from him. Do I still have a gun? Uh, I believe so. All right, I'm gonna. Um, I assume I had it like under a coat or something, okay. so people didn't see me carrying in here. Smarts. Um, Would you roll a knowledge medical? Eight plus seven, fifteen. Okay, and um, Aiden, roll a roll a listen check for me. Seven minus two, five. Carter, would you roll a? Uh, I would love to. Also, not too? trained in it. That is a one plus one, <laughs> two. Smarts, you notice that the way the person is breathing is not how. A normal person breathes when they're just sort of awake and moving around. It's almost like the person's asleep. So you sort of wonder, is the person sleepwalking? I'm going to walk up to him, and my hand's on my gun. I'm going to poke him with the flashlight, and I'll be like, hey man, you shouldn't be sleeping now. Okay, so Aiden, as you do that, the person turns to face you, and his face is... His face is burnt. Uh, one of his eyes is burnt shut. Uh, these aren't burns from a fire. They're burns like chemical burns. His lips are burnt away, uh, exposing his gums and his jagged white teeth. Um, hey man, we gotta, are you okay? We gotta get you to a hospital or something. You don't look so good. Corey, does he look like the guy from the video? It's impossible to tell. Because he's so disfigured. Well, what was that guy's name again? Leon Cholgosh. I'm just going to say Leon. And see if there's any reaction from him. And as as you do, you, you um, I'm going to have you and only you roll a oh. listen check. <laughs> that is another one on listen. So plus one, that's a two. <laughs> from the furnace... Uh, a liquid substance uh, drops down and splatters and it it hisses when it makes contact with things. Uh, It seems to be acid. Roll a reflex check. God damn it. Uh, Eight total. This dice is really failing me. 18 plus one and 19. I have nine plus three plus twelve. Okay. And I got eight total. All right, uh, it's sort of weird how that worked out, because uh, smarts and well, smarts sort of dives out of the way. Aiden is far enough away where he avoids it easily, but uh, Carter, you get no. splashed on the arm. Ah, fuck! I mean, and you take one d three points of damage. Do you yeah. want me to roll for your damage? 
I could, well, no. Damn, that could kill, kill me. I mean, you take okay, two points I'm of damage. At six. Ah, fuck. What the? What was that? As you guys look back to where that guy was, he is now gone, and the room is slowly filling up with fumes. Uh, smarts, you might, might want to do a medical check real quick. Maybe what we should fumes? get out of here. Twenty. So, smarts rolled a natural twenty. Guys, um, this fume is not good for us. We need to leave right now. Otherwise, yeah, I don't want to stay here. I just got burnt. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. We Let's run. Go. Okay, so you guys barrel through the emergency exit and you wind up on the street. Uh, you look a little worse for the wear, especially Carter. His uh, his arm has some mild chemical burns. Uh, I think uh, we should go ahead and stop here for today. Okay. So we've covered a lot of ground. Cool. Uh, a good next step would probably be to take Carter to the hospital. And while you guys are at the hospital, maybe visit Mary Gordon. I was thinking the same thing. 